2: dot com.
4: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong <laughs> and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Of course, first we gotta play the theme for what we're doing.
0: <laughs> Every
2: time I hear it,
1: I like it more. So is this first one just part of the Tony Bennett Lady Gaga duet? Because I knew they do it did a duet. Yeah, oh, oh, you know what, yeah, why don't we hit clip number five first?
3: I get a kick out of Tony Bennett turning 95 because I love
4: him and his music. Happy birthday, Tony!
1: Paul McCartney wishing Tony
2: Bennett a happy
1: 95th. All right. Uh, the, the, the headline of this is Tony Bennett still alive. Is the headline right, story allegedly right? right? And sang a song with Lady Gaga. That's a good a song, though. Okay.
0: I get a kick every time I see. You stand in there before me. I get a kick, though it's clear to see you obviously don't
2: adore me.
1: Well, if you can, if you can I do anything no at 95, you in gotta be pretty pleased with yourself. It's got to be in reasonable shape. Singing's more physical than people realize Down if they don't do it. in
0: the sky is my idea of nothing. Okay,
1: so that's that. Um, we do, we gotta, we play, do we play it after every sound? Well, sometimes we do, because well, you know what we're doing.
5: Cleaning out sound fridge.
2: That's right, we're cleaning out the sound fridge. Apparently, there's a new, uh, there's a reissue of Metallica's uh, fabulous Black album, and then a 53 track cover album. What? Yeah, of people covering uh, the Metallica songs from that album. What's the name
1: of the album? I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, it's the Black album, right? Is that right? Is that what it's called? I think so. I'm not a big I, Metallica. The blacklist, fan. I believe. The Blacklist. I don't know anything. About well, that's the, that's the 53 song cover album. That's what I want. The
2: cover the album. The Black album is set to be remastered for the definitive new reissue. Uh, Blacklist
1: is the cover album. That's what I, I can, want. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm not a Metallica guy. <clears throat> bunch of people I've never heard of are on it. Although, uh, Jason Isbell's oh, on it. Oh, cool. Uh, we're
2: going to play you some Weezer in a minute. St. Vincent, who's not a saint at all. I've consulted the Catholic
1: Church. What is it with, uh, Weezer doing weird covers like they did uh Toto's Africa. Ooh, Cage the Heffalump is on there. Ooh, That's cool. They're doing the Unforgiven. Ooh, Miley Cyrus does a one of the songs. Oh, that'll be great. So I'm sure that'll be great. So this is like their their famous album.
2: Uh yeah, it's it's definitely an enormous album of theirs. This is uh Weezer with their version of Enter Sandman.
1: It sounds like Weezer doing Inter-Sandman. Yes, sounds exactly like that.
2: Yeah, there are are a bunch of people. I mean, like uh, the song Nothing Else Matters, which even some non-Metallica fans don't know, is being covered six different times on this album Hmm. by, among others, My Morning Jacket and Darius Rucker. Wow. Those are separate versions. And Chris Stapleton. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, that, I'll bet that'll, that'll rock. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, coolness. Anyway.
2: All right, so that's enough uh, music stuff. I think that's all of our music stuff, right? Unless we want to reset uh, Bruce Springsteen's "Dar" failing at the Olympics. I think we only played that once, right?
1: Yeah, we did. You so want to hear that?
2: It's leftovers cleaning
1: out the sound fridge. Come
5: on. Cleaning out the sound
1: fridge. The rider that's certainly gotten the most attention, 29-year-old Jessica Springsteen, and we are almost certainly in a position in this competition where Jesse will need to jump clear. Oh, rail goes down. Barely hit it. Just ticked the rail. Disappointment for Jessica Springsteen. Apparently, she was not born to jump, Jill. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. So she failed, and she sucks. You
2: know the uh, the horse does all the work, then the human gets the medal. Maybe we got to blame the horse. You're a sucky horse. You're Boo. bad at being a horse. You're no horse. You're not even a donkey. I hate you. Boo! <laughs> I hope you die. How old's Bruce, the internet?
1: How old's Bruce Springsteen's daughter? Seems like a young person sport, but he's in mid seventies, isn't he?
2: I don't know. You're riding around on a horse in your fancy britches. I don't think you have to be that young.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I remember a scene. One of the, the hot uh,
2: ladies. Uh, uh, can I use the? Nah, I never use that term in public. She's 29. Bruce Springsteen's
1: daughter's 29. Okay.
2: I had one of the the hot uh, wives on uh Madman, Mad She used to do the fancy horse riding, and she was no young youngster. Although she did enjoy a good. Uh, for judging by that episode. What? Um, Let's see what? now. Let's continue that? cleaning out the sound fridge. Cleaning out the sound fridge. <laughs> I'm told this has gone viral. It is uh, a high school football player. He's all fired up about his team,
1: specifically the team's running backs.
3: Uh, somebody's stolen some out of the fridge because the clip
1: is not here, apparently. Uh-oh. WTF? Somebody in the middle of the night had the munchies. Ate out of the sound fridge. Who ate, who ate the clip of the football player? I was saving that. I really want to hear this, too. You got to put a note on it. I heard it went viral. You got to yeah, put, a, come you gotta on put a
5: note on it.
1: <laughs> Don't eat this. Right. Otherwise, it's going to get it. Look it up on the YouTube there. It went viral. We sure we can somebody, find it. Somebody talk to us. Oh, okay. somebody. We'll, we'll edit out this boring banter in the meantime. All right. I'll go look for it. All right. By going and looking for it, he's he's still standing in the same spot. I'm looking at yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm gonna virtually. look on, on YouTube. Yeah, look on YouTube. There you go. Yeah,
2: I'm mm-hmm. looking through uh, other stuff he can play while we're waiting.
1: Well, he's the one who has to play it, so how how the hell is he gonna look for something else? And I was kinda you know? thinking I know, I know. I was kinda of thinking of that myself, but uh Is there any way to uh not make the house smell like bacon when you cook bacon? Nope. Okay. We, Can't cooked be bacon. Done. we cooked bacon last night and the whole house smelled like bacon, and I hate that smell.
2: Are you still baking bacon? Because we do.
1: Baking bacon? I, I baking st- bacon. I, st- I still have never tried it. Oh, it's, it's the only way to go. It's, it says the only way to go. You're still frying in a pan like a loser. Oh, my God. Why don't you just eat your own boogers? <laughs> uh, it's great. The cleanup is so easy, it oh. gets
2: done evenly. Oh, it's
1: fantastic. The cleanup. Uh, from frying bacon, the grease is everywhere. It's like a six foot radius. The entire yeah. oven, the floor, the counter, your shirt. Never again, booger eater. Just go with baking bacon. You're going to love it. And you bake it
2: how? You, uh, you put it on like the broiler pan with foil underneath so you don't have a, a lot of grease to clean up. Uh, about uh, I've never know, 10 used... minutes aside, 400 degrees. Something. I've
1: never used my oven, so I just, okay. I always think that, um, all right, step one, locate your oven. <laughs> well, I'm in a rental, and, I've, and I'm have and i not much of a cook, and I've, I haven't used the oven yet, and I always think I don't want to try it for the first time when we're all hungry. I need to try it, like, middle of the day on something. When we're...
2: Yeah, we do, we do, like, a pound of bacon for the week and then put it oh, in the fridge.
1: Right, that sounds awesome. And then you just got, like, a big bag of bacon you can go to whenever you want to and just gnaw on bacon? Precisely. Yeah, yeah I got to start doing that. Yeah, that's the only way to go. Okay, I'll bake some bacon today. Any luck there, Michael? Uh, we are getting it. Okay. Executive producer Hanson's in there. The hell happened? He's starting to order people. Oh. Out. Does a clip disappear.
2: Yeah, here here it is, guys. Sorry about that. Cool. I'll just talk about the running backs. We got Aiden Dennis, dog. Dodie Devon, dog. Uh, Sir Hale, dog. He scored five touchdowns against Southside. R.J. Hogue, dog. Sam Kale, I didn't even know he played running back, but he's a dog. Evan Linker, man, I didn't, he's a linebacker in my eyes, but I guess he can run the ball. Dog. Uh, and then Quan Roach, he plays baseball, but he gets after it. He, All-SAC first-team baseball player right there, and now he's out here playing football. You know, how about that? Uh, he's a
1: dog. He, Quan Roach is a dog. So I'm wow. taking it, Alex, uh, our younger member of the staff, that dog is a good thing to be at this point.
5: In a football team, a dog is, think of like a bulldog, a pit bull. He's going to gnash, grind, grr, man mode, you know. Vicious. Vicious. Thank you. Vicious.
1: You know, mark his territory. He's going to cock his leg and he's going to whiz on the opponents.
5: The problem with this team is we got too many cats. Too many pushy cats. You got
1: to be more like a dog. One of my favorite clips of all time. Like a Bichon Frise or, or a
2: Chug. <laughs> no, not, like a different kind of dog. Not that dog. That dog's like a cat. That's a cat dog.
1: You scoot your butt across the field. That's what you do.
2: <laughs> you need to be more I, like a dog. That's being too much like a dog. <laughs> be a little less like a dog. Lick
1: my own testicles at halftime, like a dog. <laughs>
2: Go to the field
1: goal post, pee on it. Exactly, dog. <laughs> it's fifteen <laughs> yards. Being a dog <laughs> it certainly should be.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
1: I'm Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty, we're the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are too.
2: We try to tell you the truth every single day.
1: Gulping down lying filth. Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts.
2: Uh, speaking of uh, people who are not entirely what they appear, at least at first. Uh, this is a young person. It's a video we have posted, I believe, at Armstrongandgetty.com if you want to see the visual. It's a young person of indeterminate, uh, sex slash gender.
1: Uh, well, with... I think Alex has got the background on it. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what, is, this made the rounds a while back. What is this, Alex? Well, now wait a second. Okay. This isn't. Oh, the, okay, 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 I thought you were setting that up. Sorry, no, I got no. confused. So anyway, this person is of indeterminate sex
2: slash gender. They have uh, multicolored hair. They have one eyebrow colored, one uh, uh dyed one color, and the other one the other. Yes. Uh, multiple piercings, a, 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 an odd odd human, uh, no doubt, in uh, a real individualist. Anyway, uh there are going to be a number of uh, terms that you're probably unfamiliar with in this little tape. You might want to take some notes. Go ahead. You just play 1991 uh, back-to-back.
4: I made a really loud yelly video about this, but I decided I will approach this in a more calm but stern manner. A lot of the people using kitty and pup and bunny self-pronouns are neurodivergent minors. It is a very common neurodivergent experience to feel a disconnect from being human mm-hmm. and from, from the societal expectation of the gender you were assigned at birth. So when you have this intersection of feeling a disconnect from being human and a disconnect from the societal expectation of gender, whether you're neurodivergent or not, a lot of people have this experience who are neurodivergent. It's just very common with neurodivergent people. When this intersects, you get noun self pronouns and animal noun self pronouns. If you are not comfortable using someone's pronouns, Because you assume it's kink for some weird ass reason. Don't interact with them and just shut up about it.
1: I love that. I love that tone at the end, which is always part of these things. Like, if you don't get it, well, then wow, there is something really wrong with you. If
2: you don't get kitty noun self programs or pup noun self programs or bunny noun self-programs. So you got some troubled youngster claims to be a bunny or wants you to call them bunny rabbit, or that's their pronoun. Uh Jenny will be home soon. I can't wait till bunny rabbit is here instead of she.
1: So when these stories cropped up years ago, there would be a decent chance this was fake. But anymore, I haven't got the slightest idea. Like the thing I did last week on the, uh, they're worried about the names of fishes. And it hurts the fish's feelings to be have certain names, right? To call of, them rough fish. Yeah, how does the fish feel about that? So uh, that apparently is real out of UC Davis in California, but could be parody. I don't know parody. It's everything's so strange now; you can't tell the difference. Similar to this one. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I think part of it has to do with the narcissism the narcissism of small distinctions. You got to slice it so thin to be special among the victim class these days. You, it's not good enough to be I know I was born a dude but I identify as a woman or both or neither or it changes day to day or whatever. Now you have to identify as a bunny. Um kitty, pop and bunny noun self pronouns. Okay. All right. No, you're trouble. I'm sorry you're trouble. I really am. But you're not a damn bunny, and I'm not using your bunny pronouns. All right? what was the What's the term neuro what? Uh, well, they're talking about neurodivergent people, people who have uh, neurological problems, I guess. Oh, okay. I don't know. You're on the spectrum or you have, I don't know, whatever problems. Could I mean, you
1: think you're a chair, or does it have to be something len- uh, living?
2: That's a good question. I don't know. And is the uh list of animals limited to uh kitties, pups and bunnies or could you imagine you're an iguana or a bug or or a bug or a camel? You still haven't explained how you came to be a camel owner. Just
1: rather large question The mark. question is, why aren't you a camel owner? I think that's the better question. You know what? Fair enough. Uh, anyway, uh, here's a fella. Do we have to set this up at all? What do we need to know about this, Alex?
5: Well, this is from a documentary in 2013 called I Think I'm an Animal, where this young uh, teenager says, well, uh, Michael, Angelo, play it.
3: On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. Um,
5: and then he yips at a body of water, and then that made the rounds on Reddit. It got very popular on Vine, which was kind of the predecessor to TikTok. And so you guys bringing this up was kind of like, well, this has been going on for a while. Was,
1: was it mocked mostly at the time?
5: Uh, it, it was It was memed pretty hard on the internet. I'm yes. trying not
1: to be mocking because I know that in five years this might be completely accepted, and any mocking I do... Will be played back as evidence for why I need to be fired. Oh, I'm mocking. I'm mocking. Can I hear this? Go ahead, fire me. I want to hear the wolf guy again because that yip is particularly good.
3: On all levels except physical,
4: I am a wolf.
5: (laughs) 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 He was born Matthew Schimmel. Uh, Sorry, the wolf identifies as Shiro Yulv. I don't want to be respectful of Mr. Wolf. Shiro Yulv? U L V. U L V. Yulv? Yulv. Either way, just yipping at a body of water.
1: Is... Uh, I'd be curious to follow up on that specimen now. I would like, yeah, no kidding. How Something tells enough? me it's sad. Yeah, uh, absolutely. When I hear about these stories, I think there's a, there's a poor kid that's. Got a bad home life or brain wired, not right. And just, Mm -hmm. I, you know, the parent in me just feels sad for them.
2: Yeah, of Um, course. Who knows? Maybe you check in with the guy now. He's like, "Ah, you know, adolescence, it's crazy. Some people do this. I thought I was wolf. Anyway, I got to get back to work. So thanks for asking.
1: Or as I'm a little more generous than you are, he's running a perfectly successful wolf pack. (laughs) You know, listen, I'd love to do another
2: interview, but I'm bringing down a caribou right now. It's
1: not a good time. (laughs) Right. And you can get pictures of him, uh, you know, silhouetted in front of a a full moon howling, which is what I would like.
2: And if Sean were with us, he'd point out that the strength in the pack is the wolf, (laughs) and the strength
5: in the wolf is the pack. I have found an update of Shiro. Okay, and how's he doing now? Uh, They are now a transgender woman. Oh, okay. And that was in 2019.
2: Still searching for an identity that's comfortable.
1: Yeah, but much more mainstream than being a wolf. Certainly gaining on it. Yeah, exactly. You're getting closer. Armstrong and
0: at purdueglobal.edu. Jack Armstrong and Joe
2: Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. Uh, Do we have any word on uh, Mr. Armstrong at this point? Not really? Uh, No? Okay. All right, no problem. Uh, Jack had surgery yesterday, gallbladder situation, and uh, was hoping to join us this hour from his home studio. And we certainly hope he can. Uh, meanwhile, and you know, I'll just, I'll tell you what's happening and then I'll tell you the, the perspective on it. So, you know, that's, that's, I, I'm worried about Jack physically. He's my friend. i worked for, with him forever. Uh, the show is more fun to do with him. And frankly, it's easier <laughs> to do when both of us are here. Uh, but mostly my concern is for Jack. Meanwhile, my, uh, my good doggy buddy Baxter is, uh, undergoing surgery more or less as we speak. It will be very soon. He will be very soon. Uh, he's got a, a tumor on his chest slash throat and they're not going to be able to get it all. And, and we won't know much for a while, but either my, my best furry buddy is going to be with us for months. Maybe if we're very, very lucky, a couple of years. So I'm kind of down about that. Then I get a text from Judy. The, uh, fixture at the kitchen sink is leaking all over the counter. So. Ah, this is what i was saying. When it rains, it pours, right? Uh, But I'm reminded of back when Jack was dealing with cancer. and And obviously, well, look at me. I can't even say what I was going to say for the reasons I'll get to in a second. None of the rest of us could complain about anything. It just felt too weird and pathetic and just crass and idiotic. Oh, I sprained my ankle and my wife has the flu. Well, Jack has cancer. So, so none of us could complain about anything. And you don't want to be one of those people who complains all day long. I had a friend like that. You could not have a conversation with him that, that was not him complaining. And it was just it got so tiresome. But come on, we all need to vent once in a while, right? So we can So now I got, you know, the the co-host which is in the dog and then and the, the, the kitchen counter and the leak and the rest of it but he just had surgery so I can't complain about it it's kind of frustrating and or and I hear you I hear you friends I hear you through the transom your voices have reached me or you could show some gratitude for the blessings you've had and 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 the relative uh lack of pain you're experiencing at the at the present moment. Thank you. Thank you. I will pray on these things. I appreciate your psychic advice. I find this interesting. Complete change topic. Jack and I have a very different life than most people in terms of taking in media and information just because of the nature of what we do. We 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 spend all day absorbing as much as we possibly can from as many sources as we possibly can so that when we show up in you know uh, in the morning to get ready to do the show um, we can give you a perspective that maybe you haven't heard before uh if if we were to merely echo Sean Hannity all day long, just to cite it, for instance, uh you know the ratings might be decent depending on how well we did it, but uh number one, I wouldn't find that very satisfying and number two, you know, it would be so redundant compared to so many of the conservative shows that are out there. We just I don't know we've we just chosen not to do it um but for everybody else and and us too honestly. We have a couple of different problems. Number one, I don't want to be in an echo chamber where I only hear things I agree with. It would make me worse at my job, and I just, just you know, intellectually, I don't want to come off as fancy, but I, I like to understand things. I don't like to be wrong. And, and Jack is the same way. I would prefer not to state something to you and then find out later it's wrong because I'd only gotten partial information. That's embarrassing to me. It's hurtful to me personally. Part. Partly because of the guy I am. Um, I like to be right. I've often joked I'd rather be right than happy. Uh, It's not exactly true, but it's close. Um, So we can't exist in in bubbles. The title of this Axios piece that I'm looking at is, um, oops, there it is, Right Wing Builds Its Own Echo Chamber. That's not a fair headline, and I'll tell you why. This article deals with a number of different developments that range from good to bad to ugly. In my mind, they start with the monthly download of U.S. right wing apps, including the Daily Wire. That's a good app. Ben Shapiro does a really good job. Uh, really good writing. Uh, it's clever. It's it's accurate. It's unquestionably conservative. It is not the place to go to find challenges to conservative arguments, but it's really good. The We network, which I don't know. Uh, Blaze TV, Parler, Newsmax TV, OANN, Clout Hub, which is another one I've, I'm only I've only heard of it once in my life, and Rumble. Now you can absolutely make the argument that well, uh, liberal media surrounds us. It's it's everywhere. It's omnipresent, except for a very few choices. So, um, I'm going to download uh, conservative apps so I get that perspective. I think that's perfectly reasonable and good for you. Um, and certainly uh, you know download our podcast every chance you get. Conservatives are aggressively building their own apps, phones, cryptocurrencies, and publishing houses in an attempt to circumvent what they see as an increasingly liberal Internet and media ecosystem. There's a lot of truth to that. And part of it does result in an echo chamber. And I don't think echo chambers are are helpful for anybody. I think if you read The Daily Wire... Um, you ought to at least see what they're saying in the washington post new york times whatever you pick your own sources whatever fits your lifestyle but uh, and then again you do whatever you want that's just the way i approach it um many of these efforts couldn't exist without the backing of major corporate figures and billionaires who are eager to push back against things like censorship and cancel culture which is uh, perfectly reasonable um and uh and again i think the the echo chamber part of this is unhealthy on the other hand you got Rumble, conservative alternate to YouTube, agreed to go public uh, via a SPAC merger. Which, if you don't know that, a company, a publicly traded company, buys a, a another company um, to save time and money in uh, offering an initial public offering. It's just a faster, more efficient way to go public. It's not worth worrying about. Uh, If you want to learn more about it, you know, go to the Wall Street Journal. But anyway, so Rumble is trying to get going. YouTube absolutely needs an alternative because uh, Google is unmerciful. And brutally unfair in its censorship, its deplatforming, its choking off the financial support of anything that is the least bit conservative. Google was one of the prime movers in silencing and punishing anybody who dared breathe a word that maybe the Chinese bat fever escaped from the Wuhan lab which is now cited by virtually everybody on Earth as a perfectly reasonable possibility. They punished, censored, silenced, and ruined, in some cases, people who dared even ask that question. Google is unforgivable in terms of its censorship and lack of fairness. Most people talk about Twitter and Facebook all the time. Don't forget Google. So you got Rumble. Operating a neutral video platform, or so they say. I like the idea. You got Donald Trump's new social media company, Truth Social, that Devin Nunez just uh, announced he wouldn't be running for Congress anymore. Again, he's going to run this, which I found very interesting. It's going to go public. It says it's secured a billion dollars in financing. It's 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 way down from its. Um, its market value, Uh and we'll see how that goes, but, you know, it's early days. You have Getter, a social app launched by ex-Trump aide Jason Miller, um, who's acknowledged one of the app's funders is the family foundation of a Chinese billionaire. Not sure how comfortable I am with that. We'll have to see. But some of the good stuff that's happening. Trump himself has recently launched a book publishing house uh, called Winning Team Publishing. We'll see what they put out and if it's any good. Uh, and this might be the most important one. Um, Trump's new social media company is going to be hosted online by RightForge, which is an Internet infrastructure company that courts conservatives. Uh, Axios uh, Margaret Harding McGill noted relying on a conservative web hosting service could help They say Trump, but all sorts of people, writers, platforms, website, websites avoid the same issues that Parler faced when Amazon pulled its web services following the Capitol siege. Now, Jack and I happen to think the Capitol siege was ugly and inexcusable. There are various ideas and thoughts around. Let's not get hung up on that. But the number of times perfectly defensible, maybe controversial, but defensible people and platforms and websites have been uh, cut off at the knees because the Googles of the world don't like them, it's way, way, way too frequent. So I like the idea of an internet infrastructure company, and I don't know a lot about RightForge, but it sounds like they're on the right track. I like them as a place where you can go for your web hosting and all the technology backup that a serious website or uh, or uh, you know a platform needs. So so that's a good development. Cryptocurrency. A new cryptocurrency called Coin has already caught the attention of high-profile conservatives, according to The Guardian. Uh, run for your life. New alterna cryptocurrencies run for your life. I don't know who's running this one. If it's still around in six months, let's talk uh, about it again. And there's a young Bitcoin entrepreneur developing Freedom Phone, a device being marketed to conservatives. I don't know much about that. But long story short, if you were concerned about the fact that big tech was uh, utterly unfair biased against conservatives even moderates uh there is an infrastructure being developed slowly but surely to uh to counteract that to work around it and i think it's a really really good thing uh, i still uh cling to the idea that the free exchange of ideas is the healthiest thing that can happen in a society, and anybody who claims that they are so wise, benevolent, and powerful that they ought to be allowed to censor is dangerous, and they ought to be opposed at every turn. So we'll keep an eye on these things for you, and as they develop, let you know.
0: Armstrong and Getty. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every 4 hours, only at highfivecasino.com.
2: High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high the number 5 Casino.com. High Five Casino.
0: at purdueglobal.edu
1: I'm Jack Armstrong he's Joe Getty we're the Armstrong and Getty Show are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media yeah we are too we try to tell you the truth
2: every single day
1: gulping down lying filth Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you and it'll be fun at the same time. You don't have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty on Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts.
2: Under Kamala Harris. Uh I can't remember. Do we have any tape on this? I don't think we do. No. Uh so The Washington Post in particular is ways or spends way more time than any other paper in the country, except for the New York Times, which is a little behind it on Beltway gossip. Washington, D.C. is famously like a big high school. Okay, everybody knows who's in, everybody knows who's out. R- r- and who's on the rise, who's on their way out, who's to, 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 to telling rumors about who, who said something mean about somebody else. It's amazingly like a high school. Read, uh, uh what's his name, uh, Mark Leibovich's fabulous This Town, if you want a, a picture of it. They all know each other. Their kids all go to the same incredibly expensive private schools because the public schools, they suck. That's funny. That's odd, isn't it? Anyway, uh, so they all know each other. They go to the same cocktail parties and blah, blah, blah. So it's a big high school. So uh the Washington Post, which is uh, super into that sort of gossip because it helps them sell papers and or clicks, particularly within Washington, D.C., uh, has been reporting lately on the fact that Kamala Harris, the historic vice president, um, is is in trouble. Here's here's your lead. The rumors started circulating in July. Vice President Harris's staff was wilting in a dysfunctional and frustrated office, burned out just a few months after her historic swearing in and pondering and the, they the staff were pondering exit strategies. want to point out they they point out many times like reflexively, self-consciously in this article, how historic her term as the vice president is. And they mentioned she's the first black, she's the first woman, she's the first Indian, how historic that is. Meanwhile, what percentage of Americans, I don't know, y'all uh, can make a uh, guess where you sit, where you are, where you're at work, you're in your car, whatever. What percentage of Americans look at the Veep in particular? Well, yeah, we're talking about the Veep or really any position and say, I don't care for Dad was Jamaican. I don't care if her mom was Indian. I don't care if she's a woman. I don't care if she's a man. I don't care if she's binary. I don't care if she's a a red-haired Irishman, or 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 uh, you know, or or whatever. Is she any good at her job? Is she going to help the United States be more, you know, strong and functional and and more steady on the world stage? Is she going to help the economy? Is she going to be bad for all those things? I couldn't give a flying rat's hiney, you know that she's part black. She's got this or that. They're just so obsessed with it. Anyway, have you I considered about,
4: being good at your jobs?
2: Well, all I care about is if these people are good at their jobs, and she's terrible at hers. Terrible. More, more on that in a minute. But uh, so back to the gossip in the Washington Post. Um. So these rumors come to the fore and everybody's talking about. It. She's had a bunch of key staffers quit. And so what they did was hold this, uh, hamburger lunch at the official residence and everybody took a big smiling selfie, enjoyed the delicious burgers and tweeted out, let me tell you about these burgers at the Veeps residence. The food was good and the people were amazing. Okay, sure they are, sure they are. I'm sure the hamburgers were good, but... Uh, people want the beef. So, ah, uh, da-da-da, it was Sanders. Uh, that was uh, Simone Sanders. That's their uh, her spokesperson. Uh Gushing in the tweet about the burgers of the people and everything. Five months later, Sanders is out. She's quitting. Highest profile member of the end-of-the-year exodus that includes the communications chief and two other key staffers. Now... This Sanders woman is saying it's not due to any unhappiness or dysfunction, but I'm ready for a break. After several years of pressure that comes from speaking for and advising Harris, I just, I need a little break Aruni. rooney uh, Critics scattered over two decades point to an inconsistent and at times degrading principle who burns through seasoned staff members who've succeeded in other demanding high-profile positions but just can't stand working for her. Uh, Harris can be difficult. Gil Duran, former Democratic strategist and aide to Harris, who quit after five months working for her, said, one of the things we've said in our little text groups among each other is the common denominator through all this, and it's her. She's repeating the same old destructive patterns. Who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and then have to pretend they're po- retiring for positive reasons? Uh, he uh, He told the Washington Post. Now, Dysfunction, bad leadership, burning through talented people. What's the response? Her defenders say the criticism against her is often steeped in the same racism and sexism that have followed a woman who's been a first at every job she's done over the past two decades. Makes her a bigger target because she's the heir apparent to the oldest president in the nation's history. You know what I think it is, honestly? I don't think it's racism or sexism. It's that she's patently incompetent. She has no political instinct. She has no political talent. She was the girlfriend of the most powerful politician in a one-party state. She's not an idiot. She's just a mediocrity. And so she got her ticket punched. And in a one-party state, if you're the heir apparent, if you've been chosen by the party for, say, a district attorney in San Francisco or attorney general in California, you just get elected automatically. You never face the gauntlet of a good solid electoral challenge there's no proving ground it's like a a, a rookie football player i watched some uh, chiefs broncos last night it was a pretty good game but anyway uh it's like you're a rookie football player and you go through the training camp and and and, and you the practices and all oh, maybe a couple of team scrimmages and then then for some reason you just all of a sudden you wake up you're in the super bowl but wait you've never played any games you've never actually been tested you never, you know, the, to be the best, you got to beat the best. You, you haven't gone up against anybody, really, except maybe some weak primary challenger in California who realizes your ticket punched. So anyway, so she rises up to the top of California politics. She's got the dual ethnic thing plus the woman thing going. She's obviously an attractive choice during the, the spasm of woke that was 2020 to go with an old white guy who's been in the Capitol forever. Um and so she says this is a great choice on paper. The problem is she's just got no talent. Come on now. So you got various people going back and forth. Is it a problem? Is it not? Is it sexism? Blah blah blah. That's not that interesting. Um, but they mentioned that she came into office with few longtime staffers. I mean, really, only two have worked with her before last year. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's got uh, all sorts of guys who've been with him for years and years and years. Just a little. You know, contrast, not that Joe Biden is Julius Caesar or anything. But one final note on this that I found this very amusing. Uh, I think it was Steve Ducey, uh who asked Jen Psaki at Thursday's press briefing. um, Hey, what's the deal with all the Kamala Harris's staffers quitting? And uh, Jen says, in my experience, and if you look at past president, precedence it's natural for staffers who have thrown their heart and soul into a job to be ready to move on to a new challenge after a few years Ah, oh, she was ignoring the fact that uh, kamala hasn't even been in office for one year never mind a few years and uh, and people are quitting after months not years the following is a high five moment from high five